Warning. World Worry Podcast occasionally discusses mature themes and uses colorful language. You still got the camera? If we don't capture proof, then this whole ordeal has been pointless. Of course I do. I've been ready this whole time. I've trained my entire life for this moment. You know that. I just never knew how much I'd suffer trying to find the truth. Well, cheer up. And sorry. I'm just worried that we'll never escape this jungle alive. Not now that it knows we're following it, anyway. Let's just focus on getting back to the research outpost. It should be north of approximately... Oh, God! Where did this cliff come from? Hang on! Welcome to World Weary Podcast, a podcast held together by spirits, history, scientific foibles, and a little bit of glue, hosted by two women plagued by their world weariness. I'm the American one, Cassiopeia Walker. And I'm the British one, Violet Starr. So should we do a world-weary meter reading? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to start with a, I've been unemployed and depressed, which is a, half of the reason why the podcast hasn't been around. I feel like we've both been through the same journey, but par- parallel journeys. Yeah. In vibe, at least. Yeah. <laughs> in vibe um and so i just couldn't bring myself to do a lot of things and and you know all that nonsense how i don't know how i would put it just um just my unemployment era is yeah. what the kids are calling it you know what? how about you we're, this is just world weary verified if you think yes. about the meaning of world weary <laughs> and the whole point was we're two world weary ladies we are actually did become <laughs> went through such a world weary moment let's say um yeah with various issues you know issues um yeah i had like some weird like health problems and uh like a bit of a strange like depression craziness phase and I'm not unemployed, luckily. Um, still doing my job, uh, but I've been also on a lo- lot of away work for my job, so that's been like extra um, exhaustion on top of yeah. things. But yeah, I've also kind of come out of the other side of that with come out with some good, some good things. Uh, I have started uh i got a japanese a private japanese tutor um and i've had a bunch of lessons to because i I just really wanted to actually become like a conversational level speaker rather than just having this like really broken japanese and it was it's been really interesting um teaching my teacher (laughs) what kind of like weird level i'm on because I'm, you know, in some ways I've said, look, I have to learn from scratch because I'm missing so much like basic grammar and like reading skills and things, but I've got this like immense vocabulary. I just can't put it into sentences. So that's Hmm. been, yeah, that's been really fun. And I'm actually loving that. And I feel like my my levels have just jumped like every week since I've been having lessons and I've been writing in Japanese. I've noticed, and reading I've noticed lots. you're writing more and more posts in Japanese. And so that's like, was encouraging me. Cause I was like, Oh wow. Like, uh, she's already like so fast, you yeah. know? And it's just like, you can learn at any point, you can, you know, to, if you're motivated, you know, and I've been learning a lot of Spanish. <laughs> so I've been re revisiting that, you know, I think it's I think it's really good for your brain if you're the sort of person who's got any inclination to learn another language you know not necessarily being like actually bilingual but just it's it's great brain training you know I think it keeps the mind healthy and it helps you to just see things from like a totally different perspective when you kind of learn another language and another way of thinking about time and space it's it's really interesting um and that sort of leads me on to yeah like i've been posting lots of um in in a way to kind of help practice my japanese 
I've been posting a lot on my Instagram, my personal Instagram account, which has kind of been like dead for ages. Like I never, it, I never really <laughs> dedicated any time to my Instagram. I post like once a month. I know, right? It's one of those social medias where like, and Twitter's a hot fucking mess right now. I don't even know what to fucking yeah. make of that. It's one of those social medias where I'm just not very good at it, I guess. I'm just, I, it's just like yeah. a picture place or something and they want it to be out. I don't know. The thing is, I like it. Like I like pictures and I Same, like Instagram. I like looking at it. But yeah, I've just never really, I've never had much to put on there, to be honest, because I was you know always the perfect updating one? The, um, the podcast Instagram. So pardon me. That, yeah. that's my new thing has been i've been posting a lot with japanese and english so like everyone can understand and i was like okay this is finally a time uh where i can start sharing some of the interesting archaeology stuff i'm doing at work so i just want to like shout out if anyone's interested to see like photos of cool finds and stuff um and maybe more archaeology related stuff. I'm gonna Violet's hoard thing on there. Yeah. I will not shut up about how my friend Violet, the archaeologist, found a treasure hoard. I will never shut up about that. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I may as well be your mom. I'm so proud. Like I'm always talking about shit like that. Like, yes, my I'll sneak it into conversations it has no business being in, you know? Oh, People were talking about cheese. I'm like, but yes, but but <laughs> <laughs> I have had just insane good luck as quite like a, a very early career archaeologist of just finding a lot of coins and treasure items at work and it's it is purely luck like there's not really other than maybe having good eyesight <laughs> um or better eyesight say than other archaeologists it's what you deserve though you deserve this luck I, yeah, I, am, I, I don't I do know. Think I think I'm it's lucky. something. <laughs> yeah, some people are lucky. I have a lot of lucky people around me. I think I, I you know. Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, I benefit from that sometimes. The luck rubs off. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, yeah. Morgan's super lucky. He is. I have a lot of lucky people in my life. Like, it's weird. I have terrible luck. I know that for a fact, but Morgan's so lucky and the people around me are so lucky. It sort of protects me in a luck bubble. Yeah. That's my theory. Well, if Morgan's super lucky, then you must be part of that luck. You know what I mean? Yes. For I guess so, For him to have bagged yeah. you, like, that's lucky, right? <laughs> you were, like, the lucky prize to start with. Um, <laughs> yeah, so do if you want to see some archaeology stuff i'm going to put more on there as and when i find things and go check it out oh and you'll if you, yeah be if you excited. like treasure shout out what it is though oh um it is oh god this is terrible isn't it i can't even remember it's violet <laughs> i had to change it back along go because... find go find my personal instagram good luck everybody like um, because <laughs> dime I... comes back in two seconds <laughs> yeah. i found it he knows um <laughs> it's i had so i had to change it so it did change like maybe like six months ago because i've said i've told the story before but there is a very uh successful quite famous latina porn star with my name <laughs> which i assume is her stage name but it's exactly the same spelling as my name and i just kept getting uh being tagged in porn stuff on all of my social media but i kind of want to still be able to use my name so i just kind of cleverly changed it's it around it's not your fault it's not. Um, so it's Violet underscore Superstar with two R's on the end. Um, because that's how you spell my surname. Uh, and you can also find that, I think, from like, if you found the podcast Instagram, like I'm definitely like tagged on there somewhere. So yeah. Yeah. And you, this is the other little Violet update that you'll be excited to know is that I actually started learning a musical instrument for the first time this since I was like is 13. Insane to me. And you have no idea how much I'm trying to contain my excitement so I don't scare you away. <laughs> like as soon as I'm like, Violet, let's play. <laughs> yeah, you'll love it. You can be like a What are you learning? I'm learning the guitar. <gasps> and 
partly, <laughs> I, I know, partly it's out You'll of... You'll be better to be soon and, and then I can get you to play everything and we can sing. Yes, yeah. You can do some teaching at some point um, to help tr- me along. Tr- trust and believe. I really, it's all about just the memorization and me doing the two strums I've done for 12 years, Violet. <laughs> it's just, there's not a lot of teaching I can do. Because this is the thing is, for, so the reason that I'm picked guitar out of all of the instruments is that uh a it's convenient because we happen to have a very nice um like acoustic guitar here that i can use so i don't have to like go out and buy or borrow a a guitar um or any other find another musical instrument and b was because i did really want to learn guitar when i was a kid in fact like someone got they got me like a little kiddie guitar i think when i was about 12 or 13 um but i was tasked with finding a guitar teacher and that was just not going to happen because i was so shy <laughs> and socially awkward at that age i wasn't going to like go around to my scary school that i just started and try and find what the deal was with could someone there teach me guitar and i couldn't get my guitar I would have to like walk my guitar in three miles to school, you know, so it just never really happened. Um, I didn't get further than just like figuring out some very basic guitar in my bedroom at 13 and then gave up. So it's kind of like, uh, like picking up the, um, the baton again and giving it another stab. Again, another thing that I think is probably really good for my mind at the moment is to like, learn stuff and try and figure out music (laughs) it's a great age to sort of figure out like oh what else do i want to do what what other stuff can i do yeah you know you don't stop learning you don't stop yeah you don't stop um wanting to try to things you'd hope and every time you do something like that sort of rewires your brain in a way and, and you like you know become a more evolved person i guess Every time you try something new or different. So I'm really excited to see your musical journey as well as, you know, the Japanese journey as well. Hold your horses, you know, (laughs) all all, all good stuff to come. But it's so crazy. The other day when, because I'm trying to um, learn Spanish more by like watching more Spanish programming, listening to more Spanish music and all these other things and trying to actively practice and... It was crazy, like, um, certain words were, I would see on the television or hear, and then my brain was translating it to Spanish. And when that happened, I was like, oh, you know, when you, like, uh, maybe, like, turns, like, when you turn a car that hasn't been on in a while, like, and you, it actually turns on or something, you know what mm. I mean? It felt like that, where I'm like, oh, this is how this machine's supposed to work. And it was, um, it was really refreshing so I don't know how else to explain it. It was just like I'm starting to actually learn yeah. and starting to be more automatic in my brain. At least not my comprehension's really poor. And that's what I'm working on is listening and being able to listen and then translate and then move on without it taking two minutes, which is yeah, a, yeah. a long time. In real time, you have to translate in like less than seconds. And it's really difficult. So that's where my struggle is at the moment. Mm. Oh, yeah, I feel <sighs> you. Wow, really. we had a really long intro today. Yeah, we'll have we a know, long outro well, it is, as well. It's been a while, yeah. Because <laughs> there's more we um, need to catch up on at the end. So, shall we get into it? Yeah, let's jump in. All right, so... Uh, I didn't have to look far for this week's story. We, I said ghostly. My prompt was ghostly, but then this is what happened, Violet. I, looked, I was looking up ghost stories of Somerset, you know? Mm-hmm. Pardon me. And I, I started to look up Wookie hole witch thing and oh yes the rabbit hole violet you have oh no idea God. i'm so excited but you know i'm sure i maybe someone can find this way back in our episodes back along i'm sure we mentioned wookie hole and the witch we wookie mentioned hole, it, and yes. you said oh i need to like research this so and here you are <laughs> my god so this is a total UK messy situation, right? So we have, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin anything. Okay. So I found an article called nine scariest places to visit in Somerset. And this is how I remembered Wookie Hole. Obviously I just come across it. Um, and 
Let's just get into it. This written by the article I'm quoting right now is by James Wood and Rebecca Cook. Um, this is a 2022 article and it, something caught my eye. And I, I wonder when you'll figure it out. The witch of Wookie Hole has cast her deathly spell over the soaring rock chambers where the hidden river axe flows for centuries. Wookie Hole is famous for lots of things, but the legend of the witch is the most popular of stories. It all started about 1,000 years ago when a woman living in the caves was thought to be a witch by local villagers. These were very different times. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see and women who were suspected of being witches were shunned by their neighbors or even worse put on trial and executed so okay i'm going to insert a little bit from wookie.co.uk according to the legend so we're going to briefly talk about the curse this was supposed to be a ghostly spooky episode and it quickly i'm trying not to give away the goose let's keep going um so the story goes that the villagers demanded the local abbot based at Glastonbury Abbey, to help deal with the witch. The abbot sent a monk called Father Bernard to investigate. Father Bernard then sprinkled the holy water throughout the chamber as he couldn't see where the witch was hiding. Some of the water fell on the witch and she said to have let out a blood-curdling scream followed by an eerie silence. Shining his candle in the direction of the scream, he saw that the witch had been turned to stone. <laughs> the legend took a sinister turn in 1912 when the ancient body of a woman was found in a shallow grave in 1912 by Herbert Balk, a local archaeologist and geologist who spent years exploring the Mendip Hills and who had been excavating this cave. Next to her, he found the remains of two goats, a bowl, a dagger, a latch lifter, and an alabaster ball, all of which can now be seen in the Wells Museum in the Balk Room. She is said to lurk in the shadows deep beneath the Mendip Hills. This is back to the article. You can even <laughs> see the remains of the witch for a fee over 100 pounds. Now, this is the moment, Violet, that I knew something was awry and that I knew I had something bigger than just a spooky witch story. This was the exact moment in this stupid fucking article that I was like, what do you mean you could see the witch, the remains of the witch that are supposed to be in the museum for a hundred pounds? And all of my carnival senses were tingling. And boy, was I right. I started researching like crazy. It was like I'd found the holy grail, Violet. You can see features such as blah, 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 blah. So it's a tourist attraction. The owners regularly put on spooky events for ghost hunters to enjoy. Um, so I see these red flags. And this is a Somerset Live article. Supposed to be a genuine publication. It's like very local, but it's it's the most Somerset statement, right? I'm thinking, who's charging 100 pounds? And are there actual remains there? Wouldn't they be in a museum? And then, and then of course, it says they're in the museum. So... This is from a 2004 article. New Wookiee owner has bones to pick with local museum. <laughs> Jerry Cottle, the circus magnate who purchased the famous West Country tourist attraction of Wookiee Hole last Christmas, is reported to be considering his position after a local museum, the Wells one, has refused to return an ancient human skeleton previously discovered in his caves. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I knew <laughs> the bones are believed to be those of the actual witch of Wookiee Hole, long a legend in the area and blamed for every misfortune and illness which overcame the community in the Dark Ages. Her rare reign of terror ended over 1,000 years ago when this young monk turned her to stone, etc., etc., the skeleton confirmed that as of an old female goat herd who died under suspicious circumstances was discovered in the early 20th century and removed by bulk. It's on display at the Wells and Mendip Museum adjacent to the Wells Cathedral. And Mr. Cottle, well known as one of the world's most charismatic circus promoters, has now swapped his big top for the gigantic cavern, which attracts around 250,000 visitors a year. He wants the witch's bones back in his own museum. <laughs> Naturally, the bones of the witch of Wookiee Hole belong at Wookiee Hole, not down the road at Wells. I have every respect for the museum, but ultimately we have a duty to the public 
to preserve our heritage and see that our witch comes home in the end. The legal position, according to a museum spokesperson, is currently being investigated, and she declined further comment. Mr. Cottle, however, is adamant he'll gain possession of the skeleton. Quote, when I purchased Wookiee Hole, I bought the witch. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You just have to listen to people when they reveal themselves. (laughs) He's like, this is about our heritage. Then he's like, I bought that witch. (laughs) (laughs) This year, next year, however long it takes, we'll get her back in her cave. The rabbit hole, Violet. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Whew. Museum trustee Martin Graff said, quote, there's more likelihood of the Elgin marbles being returned to Greece. (laughs) 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 He's dropping bars. (laughs) Burning. He told the BBC the bones had been at the museum ever since they were excavated by its founder. We feel the spirit would be better off in any case if she was here, said Jen- Jerry Cottle Jr. So he's so, this this Jerry Cottle has named his son. Of course, he's got a junior, right? Oh, so I see no likelihood of these. <laughs> they're like, I see no likelihood of these bones going back to Wookie Hole. According to legend... The bones belonged to this beautiful woman who lived a thousand years ago. She lost her looks and took refuge in the caves where she placed curses on local villagers. So basically she got fed up with idiots and lived in a cave. Mm. Probably went a bit mental. (laughs) Mr. Cuddle's son, Jerry Cuddle Jr. said, It started off as a kind request and we thought there would have been no problem, but it's actually become a bit of a fight. We're not horrible people. We don't want to fall out, but we have to be firm. Here's another headline before we move on um, about Jerry Cottle, uh, who, rest in peace, died of COVID-19 at 75. Um, Quote, Jerry Cottle died of COVID-19 at 75, left boring suburbia to become king of the big top with a very colorful love life and beat bankruptcy, drugs and sex addiction. Circus impresario Jerry Cottle, who died of COVID, leaves 5.7 million estate to betrayed wife, who put up with his decades of womanizing and cocaine addiction before they split in 2001. Oh my god. Oh man. She left... One second. I'm trying not to break up. She left the circus boss, having spent years waiting in their caravan for the philanderer to return... (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) You are never here. I never have a clue where you are. You're not a husband. You're a lodger and a bloody ungrateful one at that. (laughs) His son, Jerry, received any cars that he'd had along with his number plate, GWC1. (laughs) So he had a vanity plate and his son's named after him. You can't. Of course. Oh, man. Circus royalty, man. Oh, man. Whew. Um, he traveled in a 55-foot-long caravan with seven rooms, and he purchased a 75-foot stretch Cadillac with Whirlpool bath. He celebrated 50 years in the business with a 100-minute show packed with 50 acts. So each act like, like, I mean, this guy has a story that needs to be told. You know, mm-hmm. I think Junior's in charge now. Well, he's a marketing manager. Um, it's pretty hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know why I'm expecting, like, ethics from... A circus owner, you know, mm-hmm. the title of the job pretty much says everything you need to know. Just like it's so fucking mental that they're like this poor woman still a thousand years later is being called a witch. A thousand years <laughs> later, she's only known as the witch of Wookie Hole. And they're arguing about where to put her fucking bones when it's clear she was killed and murdered for being a witch. Right. Mm. Or just under mysterious circumstances. Yeah. Quote, it was a curse on the people who lived in the village at the time. We feel the spirit would be better off in any case if she was here. Because they have the best. This It's the spirit's best. Interest. By the way, they charge 100 pounds or so to go see the stone version of the witch as well. Which is just, you know, put up a fucking stone bit. Um, but yeah, they when ultimately want to just put the bones back and then charge. This was 2004 was when they were fighting. Mm-hmm. And he died in 2019. Man, you know what? The whole circus thing makes a lot of sense because I visited Wookie Hole at least like twice 
I've never been, so let's hear it, guys. Um, I, d- I went when I was like a little kid, which would have been like maybe like around the millennium, early 2000s. And then I went twice as an adult. Um, This would have been like eight years ago to 10, 10 or eight years ago. And one of the, once you go through the cave, which is cool, like the actual caves are like epic. If you love caves and history and they they are a sight to behold and there you do see this giant um weird i think it's a stalagmite the ones that are on the ground um which is meant to be the witch turned to stone and it's all cool and it's all lit up and they age um cheddar cheese in the caves because cheddar the town that cheddar cheese is mm. named after is like really close to wookie hole cave so that's cool you can see a cave full of cheese and as i came out of the cave that you get sent into this weird little there was this weird little theme park of a of random attractions and this fucking crazy like carnival museum that had a glass box with a fake abominable snowman in it that was like a waxwork covered in like white patchy fur with like red led eyes and various like fake um carnival sideshow attraction things and i was like this is a really weird combination like who put <laughs> this i'm like, bringing the people the stories museum. they need to know violet the, i'm bringing the people the conspiracies they need to be paying attention to solved, the wookie hole witch you've solved my mystery since ever since those visits to wookie hole i have been wondering why the fuck was there this random r- building full of creepy carnival attractions from a hundred miles away violet as soon as i saw that as soon as i read the line hundred pounds to see the witch i literally (laughs) stopped my tracks screenshotted just in case i was fucking nuts (laughs) and then was like it's got to be a a circus person right yeah they're the only ones with in it, 2022 it that would be willing in summer and it's of course such a somerset story yeah it's like remember that christmas parade that we need to sign up to <laughs> yeah. go to yeah we, can we please sign up to go to one of these shitty christmas ripoff things this year it would be my <laughs> pleasure the, to sit in a car elf. park looking at <laughs> shitty fucking elf decoration an elf best, with a cigarette the best glued to her lower lip it all went wrong and that like the attractions were wrong and there wasn't a santa and like the building <laughs> the fake santa's grotto was like falling apart i heard and- the santa's grotto in finland's really shit like they overcharge oh, everything yeah and but it's, it's like really like santa's drunk <laughs> The, like, these <laughs> annual Christmas scams that they have in the UK for these fake Santa's grottos and then like the f- angry parents that have been like queuing for like two hours in their car <laughs> to get their and kid meanwhile we'll the be grotto. treating that the part of the queuing where the gremlin guy who takes ticket money is just asking for your sweaty cash yeah <laughs> that's what work that's what we're here for my, that's what we paid to see <laughs> my favorite quote was um the one I think it was in the New Forest here in england and one one of these scam like fake winter wonderland things it was all like a big scam ripoff and they had to like close the gates because there were too many people trying to get into the grotto and like, even one... we can't scam these people this much <laughs> no. there's too many witnesses and this one dad like some parents got out of their car with their kids to like go and complain and find out what was going on and this elf in a high vis said fuck <laughs> off santa's head <laughs> yes i remember i was so excited about that story <laughs> we gotta go to one i really want to yeah. you gotta pick one and we gotta go let's do it but yeah uh so just a little sidebar about Gary Cottle Jr. because I just thought it was hilarious. Um, if you're ever wanting to feel queasy for f- approximately four minutes and 21 seconds, go check out his PR um, video on YouTube for, you know, when you go into a research hole and you're just like, I need to know more about what this is about. Mm-hmm. It's like he has this club called um, in London where they watch films on a rooftop called rooftop film club or something and it's the most weird choice filming like he's he's filming but it's not like just a dude on the rooftop he's made a the background literally is these queasy effects that i've never seen anything like it for a guy who's like whole thing is pr i was like how have you made the most 
unwatchable film I've ever seen in my fucking life. I couldn't believe it. Like, it literally made me sick to watch it. You've got to see it. Okay. Sorry, Gary. It was, or is it Jerry? G-E-R-R-Y. Is it Gary? Um, or Jerry? Who knows? I might have said Jerry, maybe. Oh, no. I think I said his name wrong this entire podcast. Oh, well. Sorry. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty hilarious. Um, he's like sitting there like, don't you make fun of my video when you can't say my name. <laughs> say my name. <laughs> I'm Junior. You know, very much that, allegedly. But yeah, that's my story. Done. So uh, I also have a ghostly tale from Somerset. So we've got a real... <laughs> How do we do it? How do we do it? Yeah. Honestly. I don't know. Um, saying, you know, we're on, we're on a different level, man. We don't even have to psychically yeah. communicate. We're beyond that. You know, we don't even have to think consciously about it. It just yeah, happens. What a coincidence. Get on our level of friendship, mm-hmm. okay? Get on our level. No communication needed, you know. We just... It ha- magically happens. Um, yeah, this one is a Violet classic. It's basically some spooky haunted archaeology in our local area. <laughs> yeah, I love how we both done. We bl- both played to our classic strengths. Yes. We've come back hard. You know, I've come back with a clown conspiracy, <laughs> like a, a carny conspiracy to do with a a, a witch cave. A, I've got all of it in one story. There's a monk. There's a skeleton, there's a witch, and now we're going to get the best of violence. My one is um, definitely a bit more dark. It's not a, really a light-hearted story fully. Um, yeah, That's, it gets well, they dark, got all that. so prepare yourselves for like a, a blue ending. Um, so not too far from where we are in Somerset is a famous beauty spot in the Quantock Hills. I don't know, have you ever been into the Quantocks, Cassie? I've heard about the Quantocks. It's like um, I, it's I, North maybe, Somerset, I like Minehead, that kind of area. It's not somewhere I frequent, to be honest. I feel like I've been there with Lauren once. I mean, it's it's a place that ramblers and hikers go. So that's for you know someone really yeah. outdoorsy. It's um, it's it's the place to be. I definitely have heard so, the yeah, name. The Quantock Hills, they're like um, an area of natural beauty, like a designated, um, you know, sort of nature reserve kind of area um, in Somerset, England, our county. And there in the Quantock Hills lies an ancient earthwork. Um, it's basically a long linear bank um, covered in grass, of course, with a big ditch running along one side of it. Um, and it's thought to be prehistoric, probably Iron Age. There's um, a sort of big Iron Age hill fort in the area, so it's very possibly connected to that. Um, a beautiful... It's, it's a beauty spot, a place, you know, to go walking, to go dog walking, hiking. But there's a catch. Um, the earthwork and surrounding beauty spot is called dead woman's ditch and it's haunted (laughs) of course so in february this year but by who that's the question you're gonna find out very quickly um (laughs) in february this year the this story hits the newspapers and when i saw this in on the local somerset news i was like oh my god we have to i have to talk about this we also have to have a gimp oh, man update we'll do that at the on end. the podcast yeah, we'll, don't we'll, we'll, we'll do that at the end i'll, I'll make okay. i'll make an <laughs> i can't believe i said that out loud <laughs> well it is we our local gimp news man update. um i've actually written that on yeah, my little okay. notepad so we don't forget um so yeah february this year 2022 I look at the local news and I see the title Foul-Mouthed Ghost Haunts Walkers by Telling Them to Fuck Off. <laughs> that was the headline. <laughs> um, uh, 
Violet's yeah. like, tell it me goes more. National. And you see t- similar plays on this same title in other newspapers up and down the country. Things like Woodland Beauty Spot, Haunted by Ghosts that tells people to fuck off, Potty Mouthed Ghost in Somerset, Ghost Dubbed the Woman in White, Haunts Beauty Spots and Tell Visitors Where to Go. So it was all that kind of thing. You get the idea. Um, we've got a ghost <laughs> and she's not afraid to use the F word. So, um, <laughs> finally, m- my kind of so ba- ghost. <laughs> a feminist, if you will. So basically, um, journalists <laughs> uh, spoke to local residents um, in this area who live around sort of Dead Woman's Ditch and they go walking there a lot. There's a whole bunch of like little villages in the area and residents... Uh, apparently are fed up with this gobby ghost that uh, tells people literally to to F off, um, swears at them. Um, It said, one of the articles says, locals are growing tired of the rude ghoul. She tells people to leave the area in no uncertain terms. And the creepy ghost um, basically has been seem to be haunting this particular earthwork the the dead woman's ditch earthwork um it was on this morning which is like a morning sort of tv chat show in the uk it the news got around like the whole country basically um they've had paranormal investigators down there to check it out including a ghost hunting couple Christine and Dave Thomas, they um, ha- actually launched an investigation into this particular ghost back in 2020 during the pandemic. Um, and apparently residents have said that this ghost has been there for like at least sort of several years, maybe like sort of 2018, 2019. There were rumours that this ghost was being um, spotted at the at the site. The ghost hunters claim that they were actually shouted at by the ghost um, and nasty evil spirits told them to fuck off. So maybe there's more than, you know, one ghost at the site. They (laughs) claim to have had other encounters as well at the site. It's basically they're saying it's a paranormal hotspot. It's not just this one swearing ghost. Um... They said that there's some residual memories maybe being replayed, which people are picking up on. Um, Hmm. That some of the voices that you are able to interact with, so you can actually communicate with the ghosts there. Um, But yeah, the the famous ghost at the spot is this woman in white that's very aggressive and wants people to leave the Dead Woman's Ditch beauty spot. Um, Locals said... Uh, For example, one person said, when I was about 17 on my way home from work, I was driving along the road and I saw a bright white figure on the side of the road. So I slowed down. It appeared to be a woman completely dressed in white, old fashioned clothing. I couldn't take my eyes off as I drove past. I couldn't bring myself to turn around, have another look. I just drove home in complete shock. And another resident said, I've seen what looks like a tall figure with a long dark coat on outside the pub on the edge of the road. Check back and no one was there. So that's another classic thing is we always seem to see ghosts like hanging around pubs in the UK. Um, So yeah, there's a ghost there. So of course, like the main thing when I introduced Dead Woman's Ditch is that we've probably all been wondering why this place is called Dead Woman's Ditch. So now is the time to put on our amateur historian hats and investigate. Is there a reason that there is a sweary white lady ghost at the ditch? Why is it called Dead Woman's Ditch? Get ready to learn about the dark history of the Dead Woman's Ditch. So a few hundred years ago, a murder occurred just up the road from Dead Woman's Ditch about two miles away on the outskirts of the village of Doddington. On July the 5th, 1789, two children are walking through Doddington Common, so basically walking through a field on the edge of the village, and they noticed blood running under a gate. They 
Hmm. You know, being That's very sad, sensible yeah. children for 1789, they fetch some adult neighbours who come back to the gate and they discover the body of a local woman called Jane Walford. Her body was lying on Doddington Common. She had been badly beaten and her skull was found to be fractured. It eventually came out that she had been murdered by her own husband, a local charcoal burner called John Walford. Um, he, it was all a very kind of poor, poverty, quite rough sounding lifestyle that these villagers were living. Like John Walford, he basically lived in a, in a hut in the woods six days a week burning hmm. charcoal <laughs> and uh, like various women seemed to like go out and visit him and get pregnant by him apparently oh, that may have happened to jane wolford and luckily for her until she was murdered um she, like they were forced to kind of get married so that it was like a legitimate you know pregnancy and all of that yeah um so this night before, he claimed that they had gotten into an argument whilst on their way to the local pub. He ended up attacking her and beat her unconscious with a post. He then attempted to drag her unconscious body um, to the shaft of a nearby copper mine, but she was too heavy so he just cut her throat with a pocket knife. Um, either way, he was intending to kill her, you know, or dispose of her. He returned home after midnight, went to sleep, no problem. Um, they find all this out after a short investigation, and John Walford is subsequently executed for the crime nearby at a location which is still named after him, uh, Wolford's uh, gibbet. A gibbet being the, the post that they hang, hang you from back then if you're being executed. So he dies, um, he's brought to justice. And for a long time, it's thought that Dead Woman's Ditch had been named after this particular murder, the murder of Jane Wolford. But when historians actually looked into it, they discovered that the name Dead Woman's Ditch actually predates this murder. The name Dead Woman's Ditch is on this earlier map from 1782 called the Day and Masters map of Somerset. So this is before the murder of Jane Walford. It was already called Dead Woman's Ditch. We don't have any earlier records of murders or stories of dead women found at this ditch location so it's a bit of a, a mystery um but i don't think that places are named things like dead woman's ditch for no good reason so my educated guess would be that there was another <laughs> case of a dead woman being found or killed at that site which is the story has just been lost to history um because another example is um you know your um the barn, isn't it? The farm that you're... Yeah, Dead Maid's, Dead Maid's farm. farm. Um, but you know the people that own that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. was one that's linked to a case of a dead ma maid. So, um, so yeah, mm. a name like Dead Woman's Ditch, it comes with a reputation. Uh, and this is where it kind of gets like a bit weird and another sort of creepy coincidence, maybe. On April 3rd, 1988, so this is 199 years after the murder of Jane Walford, a passerby, you know, walking um, in the Dead Woman's Ditch beauty spot, finds the body of a woman in a stream. Um, it's well, I looked at it on a map, and it's roughly like a mile from the actual Dead Woman's Ditch earthwork, but still within the beauty spot location. The body is identified to be that of a missing 29-year-old Bristolian businesswoman, Shirley Banks. Shirley had been a victim of the murderer, um, serial rapist, and probable serial killer, John 
uh, Kanan, who had abducted and murdered Shirley. The discovery of her body actually leads to Kanan being charged with murder and jailed for life in the July of 1988. And it's thought that he could be responsible for the murders of at least two other missing women. So, yeah, it might be uh, just a creepy coincidence that he chose to leave or kind of hide Shirley's body um, at the Dead Woman's Ditch location. Maybe he, like, knew about the name and picked it. But, yeah, very... We, we don't know for sure. Very, um, very weird. So, yeah, that's the little dark history of a haunted beauty spot in Somerset. And people are wondering, like, yeah, is the, who, who does the angry ghost belong to? You know, a, a dead woman's ditch with like a history of, you know, at least two dead women, probably three. Yeah, dark. Jesus. Uh, well, yeah. Gimp update. Gimp update. Do you want to go in with this? Okay, so we talked about on one of the podcast episodes the mm-hmm. Gimp Man of Somerset who was terrorizing a bunch of tiny little villages. They just showed up in like a fawn gimp outfit with their face covered and they were doing a lot of weird things. You're going to have to find the episode to get the full story. But news has come about here. Let me find the article real quick. Hate to be annoying, but I don't want to miss. I don't want to get this wrong. Gimp man Somerset arrested, I think. Okay, so a man was arrested after numerous gimp sightings in Somerset. So this was October 26th. And and this is the time of yeah. year the Gimp Man seems to strike. Always around right? Halloween. September, October. And we were saying, we were saying our theory was, I'm pretty sure in the episode, someone tell us, I'm sure we said, I wonder if they'll strike again around that time or like when's the next time they'll strike. I think they were in around in July maybe as well. Um, so from somersetlive.co.uk, uh, police say they're keeping an open mind as to whether an incident which led to an arrest is connected with the numerous sightings of a man wearing a gimp suit in Somerset. At 1 a.m. on Tuesday, October 25th, 2022, a man who was wearing dark clothing and had his face fully covered was arrested in Cleve. Officers say he was reported to have approached two men on Millier Road. Cleve rolled around on the floor before walking off towards Cleve Hill Road. So he's just doing <laughs> weird shit, right? And that was what the other person originally was doing. So he was arrested since released on bail on suspicion of causing a public nuisance. Um, they responded quickly due to the similarity with other previous incidents. He added, no one's been physically harmed, but we know they have caused concern to the local community. So it's a good thing that this other weirdo has been uh, at least arrested and maybe hopefully their fingerprints taken. So if something else happens. So uh, the arrest follows incidents of a man wearing a gym suit in recent years, such as July 2019, uh, a grunting man emerged dressed in black latex who was terrorizing villagers of Claverham. Uh, so, yeah, and this couple were on the way home when, you know, again, <laughs> approached them six foot tall, you know, terrifying looking. You know, there was there was one time he was um, by a window like and he keeps driving around random, like obviously going around random tiny little villages in Somerset. I mean, you know, yeah, I know who's it next? Was getting close, you know, and, <laughs> It was getting really close. Like, it's getting scary out here. Luckily, we're in too big a town for the gimp to come after us. But what happens if we spend a night in a village nearby, Violet? The gimp man could get us. Anyway, that's been your gimp man update. We're keeping a close eye on this story as it progresses. He's been given like a curfew, like the guy that they arrested. So he's kind of off the streets. And maybe I'd like to imagine that the police confiscated his gimp outfit. I wonder, you know. Well, he wasn't. I don't know if he was wearing them. He's like dark clothing, but I that know. could be Wouldn't a gimp outfit, be and they just don't want to sensationalize it. Amazing to imagine it? the police arresting Probably him is. in his full gimp suit. Mm. I can see it. I can see. It. We also um, come on. Then we Gary. also had uh, some more killer clowns on the loose in the county at Halloween. We had um, there was a report of a. Yeah, there was a clown really? in an underpass in Western Supermare with um <gasps> Yeah. Western with like Supermare. 
I was just there the other week. I'm about to like possibly get well, a gig watch there. Out because don't definitely don't walk in that creepy underpass. Um, because there was a guy like pr- had like a oh fake chainsaw or something, or like an inflatable chainsaw, and scared <gasps> some passers by. And there's also a clown, um, kind of near in the area that I live in, like towards Bristol, um, who has been terrorizing people for years in a clown outfit like just doing creepy things like standing on the roadside or like near a you know roundabout in this very rural area where people are definitely not expecting to see a clown um so yeah that was our there's a lot of characters in the county at halloween (laughs) is what we'll say um speaking (laughs) of characters uh we went to the fairy ball that we have talked much of on this podcast and we have previously interviewed um karen k who like founded these fairy events and runs and hosts and organizes them um and does the fairy oracle cards and the messages from the mermaids cards um so we put some pictures up on our instagram page if you want to check out our outfits it was a flora fauna and fungi themed ball um and we had a amazing lovely little evening in glastonbury there so if you love fairy stuff and you've enjoyed our interview with karen and perhaps the birth of the fey book interviews as well you might be really interested in becoming involved some way in that fairy uh community that exists so check it out the other thing I need to talk about, Cassie, is some of the great World Weary-esque TV that has been made available of late. Um, namely, yeah. Oh, on Netflix um, so and stuff? I, did you get round to watching that Unsolved Mysteries episode with the Navajo yes. Paranormal Rangers? It was amazing. With the Navajo Rangers, and they, that made so me good. believe, you know. Well, I've always believed in um, sort of like, uh, what you call it, anyway. Yeah. Wendigo. And it wasn't you just, know? yeah, it wasn't just like skinwalkers and, you know? and that. There was UFOs. They've got Bigfoot. But they it had was it all. Everything. It was. They had it all. <sighs> It, I, it was the closest yeah, I got to believing too. in a Bigfoot. It was such a great episode. I love like all of the Unsolved Mysteries episodes, but this one was like brilliant. She's like looking where the trailer used to be <sighs> and can tell you where the living room and kitchen were. I'm like, I, as a person who lived in a trailer, I would definitely be able... You could take me to the trailer park I used to live in. I could tell you exactly yeah, where everything is right now. I found it so right interesting now. about like the reason that these particular Navajo rangers were selected to be the like paranormal investigator rangers because of their um like upbringing and and whatnot so yeah it's, it was just the most massively fascinating and cool episode of unsolved mysteries if you haven't seen it i highly recommend that you check that out um the other thing i've been watching that frightened me so much has been guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities oh my gosh okay so which is your favorite episode so far? I haven't finished the them all. Two, I've, I got, okay. Uh, I was so frightened okay, by the so Grave Rats we, episode. I literally hid under a blanket. Oh. I seriously, that's the worst as, one as and well. the first one as far was as, bad. Like, okay, no, there's one more that's like a mm. little sort of like meh. Yeah, the first one I liked though because I liked the yeah, character actor guy it, from it. In, in it. in scary. Um, it was like... Um, it frightened me. <laughs> it yeah. was a very interesting I idea. I wanted I loved, more. I wanted to know more. Them. The pre when when I saw the lady in the bookshop with that when I as soon as I saw the shirt up to her neck, yeah, I was like, okay, was, what are we doing? Here? It was the ultimate. <laughs> what are we, that was, what's happening an here? World weary uh, series. It was. It's if you love world weary podcasts, you've like got to watch Cabinet of Curiosities. Put into a horror film with Victoria. extra genius. He's like. And I've been walking around the house doing an doing um, the accent, like um, trying to be Guillermo, but just with normal things. Like it was at this point, I wanted to know whether you wanted a cup of tea. <laughs> He's so great, you know. And then just like opening up yeah. like a drawer in the kitchen. But the cabinet of curiosity is the most 
beautiful, you know, like, Guillermo bad. del Toro, of course. He always does things exquisitely. Oh, and each... T- you were going to know, because there's... I was waiting for a woman director, because I was like, okay, I wonder if they got, like, you know, threw in a, a woman director. Just because sometimes horror with women directors, they come at it from a different angle, and it always fascinates me. And you will mm. know the episode. Okay. You will know which one it is, but it is... I haven't watched them all. I just got to, I think, that one or the one after. Yeah. Like, they're the all really great. Fuck. But the, one, the next one you're about oh. to watch is my favorite out of all of them, and it's oh, arguably okay. the best I'm one excited. so far. Um, and it's a hard act to follow, but it's the third episode pops the fuck yeah, off like it is just really good it's it's it was my favorite I will, I tell will. me when it's, you watch that one already i've watched two episodes it's already like a masterpiece it's f- terribly frightening it's just each so one's really good because they have a different yeah, director the, the second one the grave rats one literally feeds into all of my fears Ugh, so as an archaeologist because i'm someone so as someone who actually spends <laughs> their time in graves like in literal graves yeah with dead bodies and skeletons oh give it back it's give so it back. horrible i was i hated that and there's an element of comedy to it as well so it's just that perfect balance of yeah because you don't yeah. like the character in the second one, you're not supposed to particularly like him, you know. Same with the first mm. one. It gives them a freedom of movement with the story to be God, horrifying. It's so good. What you an know? exquisite horror masterpiece. Um, yeah, super recommend that. And finally, an upcoming thing is the, I think is is it's Disney Plus, is the Willow series, the new Willow Reaver. Oh my God. When you showed me that, I was like, who asked for this? But then I thought to myself, <laughs> I stole the baby. And then I was like, we, I'm yeah, down. Someone needs to hijack some Disney I'm Plus. I'm so sad. Who, who needs to make a whole series about Willow? The film was two and a half hours and it's Can unbelievably we, boring. Yeah. We're gonna and I like the, the Willow. When the, the first, yeah. We're, we're going to okay, watch every episode. It's going to be a thing. We're going to get together and watch it. I'm excited. <laughs> I think it's going to be amazingly crazy. Like, because uh, maybe they'll do something with it. But I know if if it's what I expect, it'll be hot trash. But I'm excited yeah. to see Warwick Davis in it. I'm excited to see them, like, somehow, like, yeah. expand on that role. And he's going to finally get to play a more expanded version of that role that probably is, you yeah. know, a lot cooler you know what i mean from a character actor i just love the amount of fantasy of that we are getting you know? like this is the time to be a fantasy fan we're getting all of our fantasy nerd this is the time to be a fantasy nerd like that is 100 percent true i keep saying it that i said that in a tweet a while back because i was like look we got wheel of time happening i don't even care because I, I used to watch xena and hercules mm-hmm. and that used to be what we got right and they were low budget shit like i will take yeah. all of this stuff over that yeah like any day of the week you know um, and I loved that stuff, but like we're finally getting like decent budget fantasy stuff, and all people can do is complain. I'm like, no, this is fantastic. Like we'll never see this again. The Marvel people have been in charge yeah, for ages. I want to see you know? Warwick Davis with epic special effects magic. You know, I am here <laughs> living in this day and age for this. It's gonna be great. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> should we jump into a tarot yeah. time to end things peacefully? Yeah, let me just... Yeah. We need a moment of calm at the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think always, always. Okay. The other day while I was taking the test for the job, the ace of Ooh. pentacles came up, but in re- like reverse, which is like... Well, it's like... I couldn't really tell. And it's like the do well or not do well card. It's the succeed or not succeed. So that stressed me out. And it was the cat. My black cat like knocked it down. (laughs) And so a tarot card came floating down while I was taking this test. You got to be careful with the tarot, man. It's coming for you. Two of swords of two minds. Like, isn't that a very opinion card? Swords are all about the mind. And maybe you've got two sides of something. Yeah, you or like the challenging decision or something. Ways of like looking. it's like a choice. Yeah, something like, and you gotta, yeah, you just gotta choose one. <laughs> it's a, uh, and whenever we see the pixies in these cards, because these witch cards have a lot of pixies, they're always no, they're always fucking trouble. They're not like they're exactly where pixies are supposed to be. But this one's wearing like little pixie gym shorts mm. for some reason. 
It's very surreal. I gotta send you the. You gotta look up the Two of Swords for this witch deck. And tell me that's not Pixie Jim <laughs> Shorts. Um, the rest of it looks very like you know of its era. Mm. 1970 shorts um but yeah it's uh you've got to make a decision and you're not always going to have all the facts she's she's got her eyes covered she's in front of a big cool lake that's still against the rough mountains you know like Mm. it's it's all about duality it's all about taking the time to be calm sit down make the decision using the power of knowledge using your mind think about it you know Think about it. Don't just work on impulsivity. And yeah. I think that's like write sort of the like list the general of pros message. and cons, that age old thing. Actually yes. write it out and have it there on paper, you know. Um especially if it's something you can't talk to other people about, you know. Yeah. But yeah, there's your terrible Love it. Your verse. Um thanks for listening. And go to mm-hmm. uh did we plug the website? I can't remember. Okay, no, go we to, haven't played uh, anything. Wellburypodcast.com. You can find like all of our old episodes on there and diary pages with links to sources and uh, articles and things that we have used in our stories. We are on Instagram at worldweerypod, I believe, or worrypodcast. We're on Twitter as well. You can find links to mm-hmm. both of them on our website rate review and subscribe catch y'all next week on the flip side (laughs) bye yeah bye